welcome to the Bored and Bitchy Podcast, a place where we love to talk about all the mess that is 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days. I'm Evie, and I'm an L.A. girl who's currently living in London. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat, an L.A. slash California girl who is currently living in Arizona. And my warning for y'all is that we drop profanity from time to time, but it's like guaranteed every single week. So consider yourself warned. And I'm glad you brought us in with that warning because I am on some bullshit and (laughs) the week got away from me. I did not get a chance to find news and it really, it stresses me out a bit because of course this week that I didn't have a chance to like do any like deep dive research, it'll probably be like some massive news hit, you know, (laughs) like it's like Darcy's pregnant with, you know, (gasps) Jesse's baby. She's not, but you know. (laughs) Oh, my God. It would be an illusion. (laughs) Did you slack off because you were super busy with work? I, well, yes. Part of it is that I, it has been a very busy work week and I've just been trying to get through it. I mean, I don't know what your excuse is. Look at my husband who's supposedly working while watching TV in the background. Uh, Your husband is working, girl. Okay. He's working through those seasons. All right. Like. (laughs) (laughs) discovery plus is like our ratings are always so high out of arizona and it's just like your man working (laughs) just like night day diaries amazing show well you didn't help him when you told him through chat last time to check out love after lockup because he did look for it not long after but you know what to our surprise it wasn't on discovery plus weird it's so strange the difference between i feel like uk U.S. So in the U.S., Love After Lockup is on the We Network, but here it is on Discovery Plus, like all, hmm. you know, with Love After Lockup, Life After Lockup. So very confusing that it's not available to you guys, but definitely something to uh, record because the new season of Love After Lockup literally just started like two, three weeks ago or something. So and my sister's literally been like, girl, are you watching? Are you watching? <laughs> After reminder, I don't get the newest, most up-to-date season here, so your man could be part of the conversation. I mean, your sister and my husband could start a competitive podcast where they talk about love after lockup and, like, should talk our podcast. Lulls after lockup. <laughs> they could record it during work time. There you go. Okay, last comment I will make since we didn't have a new segment, and it is somewhat related to work. I've been on LinkedIn for work. And I love that your dog is gracing my LinkedIn feed at least like once a week. My dog works harder than your husband, than than Jimena, Gino, anyone on this show. Like my dog is putting in that work. He is building his portfolio. He is but 10 months old. And he already has so many TikTok, Instagram. He's just uh, shot this week. We, he was on set for a, some Instagram paid social commercials or like, you know, ads that are going to come out. He's working it. And, and you're reaping the rewards because, I mean, I don't see him buying new bow ties. I am definitely a very supportive um, momager slash puppager because I'm trying to lie down. You know, I'm trying to not. I want to as well just spend my day binging Discovery Plus and 90 Day Fiance and having the opportunity to look amused. So, yes, I really hope my dog makes it in this ultra uh, competitive 
dog industry, but you, you never know. Dog influencer, model, actor, he does it all. It, it is competitive. You know what the last thing, okay, last thing I will say now, because I feel like I need to defend my husband is surprisingly, but not surprisingly, because I believe in him. He will still have time to binge all this stuff and then get emails that have like his manager and his manager's manager CC where it's like, you're the man. Great work. So maybe I should go work where he's working. (laughs) Or maybe can you imagine a world where he gives 110 percent and isn't uh, distracted (laughs) by Angela and Big Ed's nonsense? He would fucking be like, he'd be running that company. He'd be the one sending those like. And then I could lie down. I'm going to go talk to this man <laughs> after we're done. Talk to your man. Talk to your dog. Be like, why are you not putting in this work? <laughs> I just want to lay down all day. Amen. Anyway, and we said no news. Thanks all for tuning in for the nonsense. Let's get into the show. So starting with Gino and Jasmine. Again, Evie, like we continue to be baffled by this story because it genuinely seems like Jasmine loves this man. I mean, she forgave him right from the island. And then the whole thing came out with like now her breasts are going to be put on blast for the world to see. So she's mad at him again and then circles back to forgiving him. And all I can think is in the words of her mom, it's like, really, Jasmine, this guy? This guy, I, I, I'm fully convinced now. I'm not in this whole like, wow, she's an incredible actress, or I, you know, she's putting on an amazing show. I, a hundred percent believe that Jasmine is truly into Gino, attracted, mm-hmm. in love, fully cares for him, and I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I think Gino should teach a class to fellow like incel sex touristy men I mean obviously no actually don't because we don't scary no we don't want to actually promote the behavior but I do think that I don't know what he did to this woman but I'm like Mike should be in his class like Andrew like all these dudes that try to do what he did he's the only one that feels like been successful I don't get the feeling that Jasmine is scamming him she seems perfectly capable of making her own money she seems to live a pretty good life without him so Mm -hmm. I mean no he was like lending some money for some like lash extensions and maybe a little like lip filler or something but I don't feel like she wouldn't be able to afford that without him I feel like she you know he's just like wanted to treat her I mean even if she couldn't afford all of that without him she's chosen to stay committed to him right we don't see her right now like asking him for money we don't see her right now and I I get it like it's edited we're we're watching it through the lens of like how TLC wants to show it but we haven't seen this woman go out on a shopping spree for herself we haven't seen her talk about I need money for new lashes she was just talking last episode how she hasn't gotten that done for herself so like even if she was using him for the money in the beginning to some degree like that is not at the core of it at the core of it is I love this man bonus he gives me money every now and then yeah, it's so fascinating. I would really love to see, I need to see more of their text conversations and not the ones where she's like, roll call or, you know, like, send me your <laughs> location and everyone that you've spoken to now. I just want to see, like, what their actual interaction is. Like, what are they talking about? Are they, like, texting about watching the Anadelphi, like, Netflix special? Are they watching mm-hmm. Tinder Sandler together? Are they, like, what is it that these two talk What's about? The connection? 
yeah, clearly there is some kind of connection and bond. And this woman is truly sprung because, Mm -hmm. like you said, he has done so many egregious things. Obviously, the biggest one being, you know, continuing to talk to his ex, sugar babies, who knows what else, and sending private pictures of hers to them. But then this last episode, Jasmine is the one wholeheartedly giving a full apology, like tears, very sincere. And I'm not saying she didn't need to apologize because we've talked about many times about the jealousy and the controlling behavior, which is not okay. But that is the type of apology Gino needs to be giving her for what he did. Where is it? Like, yes, exactly. Where is his end of the apology? Like this glass is really looking half empty, not half full to me. But I mean, bygones be bygones, it's all wood under the bridge because this man went and proposed to her in the rain, told some very like rom-com stuff. He said some very sweet words. Like I thought it was a sweet proposal. And she said yes, without hesitation. I don't know if it was that sweet of a proposal. I, maybe it was because it was <laughs> like, in Gino's voice. and. <laughs> He said the date twice. Like, he was just like, I really want Jasmine to know that I remember and wrote down the day we met. Maybe he's putting it, like, on camera so we know if she doesn't try to come back and be like, you were emailing someone or texting someone in January 8th and be like, uh, as stated in my proposal, when we met on March 10th, like, I was not speaking to you. So, I don't know. He, like, said the date twice. He just said, you know, she's made his life better. Yada, yada, yada. I'm not impressed. He was holding the ring. Box was like facing towards him. But I guess it was a see-through box. Uh, (laughs) I was not impressed. Remove your hat. (laughs) I mean, I didn't say that it was the best proposal I've seen. I just thought like the words that he said seemed sweet. I think that he mentioned the date twice because Jasmine's all about the reports (laughs) and like (laughs) tracking evidence. So like noting the date that they started their love is an important thing to her. I mean, I really did think there was a possibility that she would, like, come to her senses and be like, no, it's too soon. We need time to heal from everything that's happened on this trip. But um, she went for it and even made a comment about how, like, she wasn't sure if the diamond was real. But she loved it because it was a very Gino ring. Yeah, she had a lot of comments about the ring. Um, She was like, it was a very Gino-esque ring. Like, I see this <laughs> ring and it screams Gino. and we all know watching this, like we caught the shade. Like that was Jasmine Yay. saying, this ring is tacky as hell. It's ugly, cheap, probably a fake diamond. <laughs> it's very Gino. It's a very. And so I love it. <laughs> it's giving desperate, bald, old, wannabe oh, Will- Bruce Willis man from, oh. from, was it Michigan or something? But, but some, for some reason, I love it. And yes, I accept And Gino felt the shade because he went in to be like, well, I chose it because it was the one that I liked the most. And I'm like, let's roll that footage back. Um, That's not true. You chose it because it was the most affordable. Well, he tried, remember, because the guy was like, one, this one's 200 and this one's 270. And he was like, great, I'll take that one thinking he was getting the 200 one. And clearly the guy did like an old switcheroo or something. (laughs) And then when he rang him up, he was 270. He was like, wait a minute, I thought this was 200. They're like, no, this one that you said you love is 270. He's like, oh, okay. (laughs) But it was a leap from the section of rings that was like started at 1,000 or something. (laughs) 
we will walk it back. I'm still reeling from you saying that you thought the proposal was a little sweet. And this further proves my point that Gino should be teaching a Jesse-esque, Ash-esque workout. Because I think his charm is working on you, girl. I think he... I didn't say... I'd say yes for them and their storyline. I don't was... know. I think if we put you and Gino in a Costa Rican resort for a week oh, no. with electric toothbrush. I don't know. I'm oh, not gross. sure you would not come out being like, you know what? He's an okay guy. <laughs> this is going to be a no for me, dog. I'll take the Costa Rican trip, but I'll book my own um room. But okay, last thing I will say on them is that they had gone to the hot springs, right? This was like early on in the story, like this week to let loose. And I was like, those hot springs really did work because he was feeling loose enough to take his hat off in front of the camera, right? He was putting on his shirt. Old Gino pre-hot spring would have like hid behind a tree or a bush so that the camera didn't catch his bald head. Yeah, the the steam and the warmth really got to him because he even forgot that TLC upped their budget this year uh, for this season because they got the drone footage going all over this segment. We were getting mm-hmm. shots all from above, from the side, like sweeping scapes of like these two in the hot springs. I think he got swept up in that excitement and forgot there was a drone overhead and we saw the whole baldness. <laughs> You're right. And you know what? If we continue on that train, I think TLC may have invested in invisible cameras because Usman's entourage seems to keep forgetting they're there. Um, <laughs> I say this because when they find, found out that Kim had thrown a drink in Usman's face, They were like, oh, my God, they were in disbelief. Their concern with the drink being thrown in his face is that someone could have seen it and recorded it and then posted it on social media and potentially ruined his career. And I'm like, what do you think the camera crew is doing there? Like, do you think (laughs) they're not going to show that part? That was great TV. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know what they think. Like, Usman just has these group of people hanging around him for, like, self-esteem or something. Like, don't worry. There's no there's no tapes in those cameras. They're just here for show. Like, I don't know what they think is happening. But, you know, this happened before. I remember they were like, oh, I, we're not excited about Kimberly being here because yeah. a fan could spot them together and might think they're together and be like, bruh, they're going to be on an international show with millions of followers. We all know they've been hooking up. And if anything, him being on the show is boosting his career and he's on this show because of Kim. So y'all might want to rethink your marketing strategy, too. All hail Queen Kimba, right? She <sighs> got um, the merch out there. She got a few new singles promoted. Again, nothing as catchy as the Baby Girl Lisa song. I don't think anything has quit hit quite as hard. And if anything, I think the marketing got a little hurt by this week's impromptu performance because I didn't think it was very strong. Mm-mm, it wasn't very strong. Um, but before we get into that, Kim's lust for Usman continues to be strong because we had this whole like she's done. She threw a drink at him last week. She's ready to go home this week. She's packing. She's she's like, I'm done. I'm ready to call it quits. But then she gets a text from Usman saying, meet me. And she's like, oh, well, what do I do? What, what should, hold on. Hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Stop talking. Right. The producers are like, we haven't said shit. And she's like, stop breathing. She got all giddy. And she's like, all right, let me play this cool. When? And he responds now. She's like, I got to go. You guys, I got to get dressed. Like, I got to go now. Well, when she received the, the text and we heard the little sound and she like looked at her phone, her eyes got all big and she was like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, I don't. 
oh my God, I'm like overwhelmed. I was thinking that they're about to show us like he sent her a video with that said drone that we saw earlier. Like maybe he like set up this like candlelit walk over to the beach and he's got a full band. They're like, I don't know what, obviously he did have something set up, but she didn't know that at the moment. He just like, the text was like, hey, do you want to meet me to talk? And she was like, oh, oh my God, look at this gesture. He (laughs) has texted me. And he has invited me for a conversation. And I was like, ladies, <laughs> let's demand more. Okay. <laughs> like, this, that does not count as something incredible <sighs> or outstanding or remarkable. Like, the dude just said, all right, you're pissed. Let's chat. And she's like, all right, well, I mean, I've seen all I got to see. I honestly, I didn't even catch that full text. All I caught was that he said, meet me. Like literally just two words. And she's like, all right, gotta go. No, literally, that's all it was. I was giving okay. him a little more grace. <laughs> okay. It was like yeah. an equivalent to the you up. And she was like, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> like Yolanda from many seasons ago. She's like, he put a rose by my name. You just don't do that if it's not love. <laughs> oh my God. You know, it's real when the emojis start being carted mm. out. Mm, wait till she gets a gift and it's you know game over but so uh kim shows up to their meeting spot and there's like a romantic dinner set up on the beach but like after she had a seat there was still no sign of usman and i was like it would be amazing if the the hotel staff came over and they're like ma'am um this is a private dinner like the (laughs) couple's about to come can you please get up that would have been amazing Ma'am, this uh, this dinner set is set up for um, someone named Zara and the King of Spice World. So can you please remove yourself? Well, I mean, luckily it was for her and she was taken aback by the whole setup, which I get like it's a romantic dinner. It's nicely set up. There was some thought into it. And then her like international superstar uh, dream number two came true the first dream being she hooks up with Uzman becomes his woman the second dream is she gets a private concert and that's what she got but like to the point you made earlier I was not impressed I feel like this is how you know that Uzman's heart isn't truly in it in it and I also feel that though he was using baby girl Lisa there was some kind of weird connection or even like, I don't know if there was like a power dynamic, like well, with obviously there's power dynamic, but I don't know if it was like actually working on Usman because I felt more passion when Usman was singing the BGL song. This just seemed very phoned in. Like I know there wasn't like any production, there's no auto-tuning going on, but it just seemed like he was putting no soul into that performance and it was like 10 seconds long. I'm like, is this an original song for Kimberly? What is this? So I was not impressed, but it doesn't matter what we think because Kimberly was impressed and mm. she was like, yes, babe, let's rekindle. We are back together. So now I guess it's like day two of them being official. I don't know. <laughs> I can't keep track with the relationship, but like, yeah, to your point, it wasn't very good. Um, I don't know if you caught the lyrics. Like I could, I didn't keep up with all the lyrics but it, it definitely referenced like them being friends like and Kim you're my friend <laughs> like I, there was nothing in there about love or lust or being together forever it, it was very much just a like let me flex my vocal cords but let me not flex them too hard because I'm, I'm still on vacation 
That's true. He's like the crew. We know those assistants aren't very good. So no one got him any like tea. He didn't have like probably like any aromatherapy ahead of time. His <laughs> voice was not ready because she did demand a grand gesture and he just wasn't prepared. Mm. Speaking of voiceless, like Memphis and Hamza and his sister, like they're not really speaking up to say the things that need to be said or the things they want to say. I mean, Memphis had like spent the night in a hotel, right? She needed that time to think through what she was going to do. And she decides she's going to postpone the wedding to protect the savings for her kids. But then decided, well, it's too late. There's a ceremony. So I'm just not going to speak up until we're some at some point like mid ceremony. I'm so curious. And I wish we had easy access to like a lawyer because how does a post-nup work? Like, couldn't you just be like, I mean, I know the I know what a post-nup is, obviously, and legally I know how it works. But could I not just be like, yeah, babe, yeah, sure, let's get married. Of course, I'll sign a post-nup. We get legally married. And then I'm like, mm, I'm having second thoughts about this post-nup. Like, couldn't I just be like, I changed my mind and now we're legally married? Like, what's, what is Hamza saying, yeah, I agree to it? What does that really do and mean? Exactly. And, like, why is the post-nup... Or, like, why is a prenup a safer route than a postnup? Because I remember him saying, like, you can't really uphold a postnup. And I'm like, then what's the point? I don't know. But, like, Hamza didn't want to talk about it because he was just, that, that's where he was, like, voiceless. He's like, I just don't want to talk about it. Sure, I'll do whatever you want. His sister, I wouldn't say she was voiceless exactly because she did say, like, this doesn't make sense to me. If you want to marry him, it's for him. But the reason why I'm saying she didn't speak up enough is because she was a little too calm. Like, she was obviously very upset, but she was like, I'm not going to dare raise my voice by any degree right now. Well, I disagree. I think she handled it well, and I don't think there was any reason for raising of the voice. Like, I don't think anyone needed to raise their voice in that situation. I get where Memphis is coming from, but where she fucked up, where obviously we acknowledged this last week is not doing a Google search, not doing (laughs) any research, and leaving shit to the last minute because... I mean, the sister, in a very polite way, was trying to be like, girl, we we have our outfits on. We got the spa day book. The carriage is waiting outside. Been dancing we got for three hours. We're literally over here welcoming you with like greeting you all loud. Like we were dancing. Like there was like an 82 year old man rocking a mask. And he's, you know, risking catching COVID. He's over there busting moves in the living room. We are doing it. So the time to have settled this would have been when you arrived two, three weeks ago before you arrived. Why are you leaving this to in the middle of like basically like the pre-reception or something? (laughs) Uh, But I also feel like, you know, if Memphis wants to protect her assets and it's not right, then she has the right to say, I'm not moving forward with it. I Mm -hmm. fucked up, but I don't want to do it. And then Hamza also has the right to be like, no, I'm not feeling it. I'm not signing that. I don't like that you're bringing it up now, even though he still caves at the end and says he will mm-hmm. sign a post now. But again, nothing has been signed. So can exactly like, he might be able to we- like wiggle out of that, too. I mean, if he can digmatize her. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You're right. Like, I guess the sister didn't need to raise her voice, but. I just I felt like her demeanor was calmer than mine would have been. I would have been really frustrated. Like, you know that we put all this forth. Like, what the hell? I mean, I think I just would have reacted a little bit stronger. But that's just me. And you know uh, you don't get back that down payment on that carriage and camel uh-uh. or horse or whatever it was. Uh-uh. Um, though I was in it for the spa day. Like, that is apparently 
part of the ceremony, the, all the women that are part of the family go for a spa day. Like, yes, sign yes. me up, please. How can I be part of this family? Love it. Yeah. I mean, I think that needs to start being added as a bridal tradition, because when do you need a spa day with your girls more than like the day or days before your wedding? Mm-hmm. Excellent idea. Yeah. And everyone's there bonding and having a great time. I love it. It's a great tradition. Now, let's get into something that has nothing to do with tradition and just all kinds of weirdness. Um, Ben and Mahogany. I mean, I have questions still. (laughs) (laughs) I know the Internet. I actually haven't seen it, but I'm or maybe I have. And I'm just not remembering who to credit. The internet always wins, and there's so many geniuses out there, so I'm sure someone's already done this. But Mahogany and Ben are the, like, literal embodiment and personification of that Spider-Man meme of, like, the Spider-Mans just, like, holding guns up to each other or, like, pointing at each other and being like, you, you, (laughs) you. That's literally them because it's – and what's crazy is their reasoning for why they don't – like why things aren't going well and blame each other changes every week. And they both have the exact same reason. At first it was like, I don't know if he's trustworthy and Mm -hmm. he felt the same way. Then it was like, I think he's hiding something. She thought he was hiding something. They're both hiding. Then it was like, you told me the wrong information. You said you were 24. And then she was like, Ben never told me that him and his wife broke up over the... And now Mm -hmm. they're both claiming that the other one is too immature. Like they (laughs) are immature. And that is the reason they will not work. It is exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then throw in Mahogany's dad, who's like, my daughter is all the wonderful things in the world. And she deserves someone better than Ben. And I'm like... Sir, can you please um watch this show with me? Because I really would like to get your commentary when you see, like, your daughter's part in it. She wasn't just some innocent girl who got, like, swept up in the romance with some older man who was deceitful. But, like, I was thinking, I, I can't with Mahogany talking about Ben is really different, you know, from the person how he was online, like you <laughs> said. And Ben, too, like he's he I don't think he realizes how immature he's acting it doesn't help that he's wearing a hat with a little string around his neck in case it flies off right someone posted on twitter where it was like oh was was the gift shop at the hotel having a clearance sale (laughs) (laughs) is this what he was doing all morning was he like at the local market just like picking up local wares (laughs) maybe he was going for a youthful look because he was about to sit down with Mahogany's parents or so he thought. But what I thought was comical about that was that he revealed that his goal behind meeting with the parents wasn't to find out more about Mahogany, but it was to get their help in getting Mahogany's buy-in on the relationship. I'm like, sir, the parents are so far from being bought in. Like, they're not going to help you. You think one sit down is going to turn them around to be like, this man is amazing. Mahogany, marry him now. But also Mahogany made the point when she was dumping him that he was so concerned with getting the parents by it. And like, oh, I upset your parents for not showing up at breakfast where she was like, yeah, my parents really didn't care. Like you would have spoiled, like, you know, their toast, you know, like they didn't want to eat with you. I was the one that was upset. You haven't been connecting with me. Like, you are losing my connection. I mean, he was like, what? Like, so shocked. He was like, yes, sir. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, parents 
opinion matters a lot, obviously to varying mm-hmm. degrees, depending on the person. I do think it matters to Mahogany, but if Mahogany would have been into Ben, I don't think it would have mattered that much. She just didn't like Ben. Like they, it, it wasn't a connection. She obviously wasn't feeling him. Like I think she liked mm-hmm. the idea of them talking online. Maybe if they would have met and there would have been sparks, I don't think there were. And then moving forward, she once she realized she didn't like him, she did not want to let him in. And all the weirdness of the 10 pages of text, not showing up to <laughs> breakfast, like all of these are now excuses that she can use to be mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not feeling it. But I mean, again, okay, don't send anyone 10 pages of text. You know, I do to a degree think that the dad and mom were upset about him not showing up at the breakfast, which in all fairness, like Ben didn't know they were going to be there. <laughs> Um, you know, the dad had faked a whole reason for not being able to meet him. Then the next day it sits down something about some urgent call to which point, at which point Ben is like, well, I'm going to defend myself because I would have told him like, I didn't mean to disrespect, you know, you or your wife, sir. And I'm thinking, but then the dad would have come back with like, but you meant to disrespect my daughter by not showing up to breakfast. Like this man's plan is just flawed through and through. But also mahogany and her family's plan is flawed because she was like, I came all this way, like I agreed to meet with you. Well, my dad agreed to meet with you, but then he opted out of it. But instead I bring a note explaining why he was pulled away from this meeting. And he's like, okay, reads the note. The man was busy. And then she's like, he wasn't actually busy. He was very insulted. Was all of this necessary? Well, why did the man have to write a letter then? It was so dramatic for absolutely no reason. Well, and also Mahogany did not want to be there. Like she cringed at the idea of of going there, but she only went to meet him in order to give the dad's letter. I'm like, so the dad got a get out of jail free card and you inherited the jail sentence. (laughs) I don't understand. Well, anyway, so like Mahogany the next day is gone. Right. Ben is like, this is going to be an awkward three hour drive back to San Bartolo. Mahogany's gone. She checked out the (laughs) night before. She took her shit. The car is gone. Like he's now facing a $250 like Uber or taxi ride back to San Bartolo. And I have two questions on this. Um, One, is he going to get that thousand dollar loan from Mahogany now with a $250 interest in return to make up for the car? And two, probably not. Probably not, too. Why is he going to San Bartolo? Why not catch a ride to Lima so he can get the (laughs) hell out of Peru? Like, what more is there left to do in San Bartolo? This is once again where I'm like, I don't feel bad for you, Ben, because any reasonable person who would have been at that awkward as hell, here's a letter from my dad (laughs) who had an emergency, but for real didn't have an emergency. You just insulted him and you insulted me. And I want nothing to do with you. Like we are actually not together. We're not. This is, there's no feelings here. It's not going to work out. What about that interaction told you? All right. Be ready at seven, though, because we're going to head back home. Like to me, that felt like a very definite breakup. I wasn't like when we saw the next scene where he was like, oh, well, packing myself is going to be a very awkward car ride. I was like, car ride with who, sir? Mahogany driving you as nowhere. Like I. When she, when he was, when that one dude in the sunglasses opened up the door, <laughs> I literally screamed because I was like, "Yeah, she checked out hours ago." <laughs> like, read the room, read the letter. It was probably said in the letter. 
I also questioned, like, was this man given a heads up by the camera crew? Was he hired? Because he was like, my nipples have been exposed on international television, but I'm going to wear sunglasses to cover my identity. (laughs) I was, like, hoping that that man was a, you know, one night fling that Mahogany picked up at the hotel bar. It could have been, like, can we help you? Like, no, Mahogany will not be going to breakfast. Find your own ride. But it was even better that it was just some random that was like, can I help you? Like, Mahogany? No. Mahogany? (laughs) And honestly, I feel bad for his kids if they're watching this, like Ben's kids, if they're watching this playback. Oh, it's so embarrassing. And then him being like, the shock of like, Oh, there's just, it seemed like they were in the middle of nowhere. So I don't know why he was so surprised that it would be kind of difficult to get transport back. And then he's like, $270? You know, I could get an engagement ring in Costa Rica for that. <laughs> Wait, where, Panama? Peru? No, that's pretty far. <laughs> I was like, could he meet up with Gino and Jasmine? Yeah. And meanwhile, over here, Mike is like, can I get my engagement ring back and the toaster and all the shit I paid for? Because I'm going to need that money back. Sir, give it up. I mean, has he been keeping inventory? What he told us is he furnished the whole house and he's been paying for rent. So I don't know where you think, like, are you hiring a cargo boat to take everything back to Jersey? Like, you got played. You weren't smart about the situation. If what Jimena is true, if what Jimena is saying is true, you asked the cam girl to stop camming to be exclusive with you. That was on you. You know, like you Mm. made an agreement to financially support someone. It didn't work out the way you wanted to. Take the L, head back home, ask Nosey's mom if she found that person that she promised you in the Dominican (laughs) Republic and learn not to burp around them when be ready. Actually, please don't. Let's not subject any more women to Mike. (laughs) Please. Nosey's mama, don't. So when Jimena, and I know we're jumping like towards the end, but when Jimena and Mike like broke up at the very end, I think when Mike was like, fine, I'm going to take back everything that I paid for with me to New York. I think that was what he thought was like his ace in the hole. Like if I tell this woman, I'm going to take the toaster and all the shit I bought her, she'll be like, oh, no, 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 please. I need my toaster. I need my couch. Stay with me, please. Like I really thought mm. that, that he thought that that would be the way to keep her. It's like that's that's not love, my dude. Like, why do you want a relationship that includes um, leveraging items you purchased? I mean, all of this was a transaction and a purchase gone wrong. And again, like, so a lot of people are like very irritated at Mike. And I mean, sorry, very irritated at Jimena. and like, oh, she used him. But again, I, I feel like Jimena has been pretty clear with her intentions. Like she hasn't been faking the funk at all. And she's been very vocal about her deep-seated disgust with Mike. So I think the lesson that Mike can take to his next uh, relationship is when you reach a point where someone is grossed out by you, there's no Mm. going back from that. I don't care Mm -mm. if you start, you know, maybe holding your farts in or not burping at the dinner table or wiping down the balls every when you're like sweating or something, whatever it is, like (laughs) Once someone is already disturbed, they're always going to see you that way. Like you could have turned your act around and in their mind, you're still farting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I think the only people that are really going to be heartbroken 
at the end of this is Mike's uncle who was like, I'm so happy. Oh, no, wait, that was Gina's uncle. Never mind. Gina's uncle was one that was happy for the engagement. Okay, I take that back. The only people that are going to be disappointed at this are um, Jimena's kids because they were like, finally, we get a dad. And Jimena's mom, who was like continuing to check up on him and try to convince Jimena that he's a good person and he'll take care of the kids. And uh, Jimena's little sister also seemed to be kind of like trying to call Jimena out to the mom to be like, oh, she. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> she has a lot of attitude with him. She's not very nice with Mike. Um, granted, I think they have their own interests. Like they know that Mike pays the rent. Mm-hmm. He's got that toaster on lock. You know, it is not fun to eat untoasted bread. <laughs> okay. It's mm-hmm. never as good. So they do have their own interests in mind. In like Jimena's mom, if your daughter has been like dating hit men and incarcerated people, I guess Mike does seem like a viable option. I don't know how much of their background she truly knows because she didn't even know that Jimena had had relationships. She told Mike, oh, well, you have to be you know, patient with her. This is her first serious relationship. And Mike brought that up to Jimena. Jimena was like, ah, okay, yeah, no, I've had many relationships. Is it that she didn't know or is it that she was trying to downplay to salvage her chance of having Mike around as her son-in-law? Maybe it's both. I get the feeling that her mom knows that she's like hooked up and dated men, but maybe mm. her mom didn't consider her visiting someone in jail <laughs> oh, a true relationship. Conjugal visits don't count in love yeah. stories. <laughs> exactly. Well, you watch Love After Lockup, so I would think that you would count that as a love story. I mean, I do count. Listen, a relationship is a relationship. I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm not saying oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah, but that's fair. A relationship <laughs> is a relationship. And they were having a relationship as much as Mahogany wants to deny it, her and Ben were having a relationship. Jimena mm-hmm. and Mike were having a relationship. It was just a thing that I do get the sense, at least the first few episodes that we saw of them when Mike first went over to Colombia, Jimena seemed like she was trying a bit. You know, like she yeah. was getting very frisky with him in those hot springs. She Ew. brought in the whole damn family to meet him day one. She was like cooking him food. I do think that she was pushing herself. I don't think there was mm-hmm. natural attraction or natural love, but I think she recognized or she thought he's a nice guy. He's a good opportunity. Let me make it work. But then the belching started and the shitty <laughs> shoes and whatnot and the owl like the shitty chonies. <laughs> Oh, and then she was like you know what it's too much i'll just i'll just get a nine of five <laughs> let me set this webcam back up i mean he a beautiful girl like i could see her being very successful as a cam girl i oh, i Lord. also every time he brings up like you know he's just staring at me like a weirdo <laughs> like i it cracks me up because i think of like oh He's probably, he's not sitting up staring at her like paranormal activities now all night. You know, she just wakes up and he's probably looking over fondly. But then someone posted on Reddit like this really up close selfie that I guess Mike posted. And in it, Mike's eyes are like so close together and like so intent. And I looked and I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, okay, then yeah, I don't know if I would want to wake up to that just like intently looking at me. I love how you give it benefit of the doubt. Like, he's just, like, from a distance, like, <laughs> taking you in, you know, kind of lingering with love. And meanwhile, I'm like, 
no bitch like imagine waking up and you you know you wake up face to face with someone who's like eyes are wide open that happened to me once just because the friend um woke up like a second or two before I did or so she claims it was terrifying (laughs) I literally fell out of bed Uh, I guess I can see I mean I'm telling you I saw a picture and I was like nope done all right I'll get back to work (laughs) you could take back your toaster sir I don't want it oh my god well we didn't get any Ella and Johnny again much to your delight thank god so let's get right into appreciation ring oh I haven't this is one of the rare times that I haven't pre-thought out my appreciation ring so if you know who you're giving (laughs) it to maybe you can jump in I hadn't thought of it, which is why I offered it to you first. I was trying to buy time. Well, I, I can go ahead. It. go ahead. I will give my appreciation ring to two groups of people. The first one being Hamza's mom and sister and family, because I do think like they did go out of their way to plan a very nice wedding celebration. I loved how thoughtful it was. And like they were getting down. Hamza's mom had moves. I don't know if that was his grandpappy or who he was, but he was just busting out some footwork. So shout out to them. My second appreciation ring is going to be to this stealth mode camouflage camera crew uh, <laughs> that travels around with Kimberly and Usman that are working so <laughs> undercover to get us this footage that. Ozman's own manager and entourage had no idea that they were being filmed. <laughs> right. Like, are these men wearing like GoPros under top hats that have a little hole cut out? <laughs> I have no idea. But somehow these men are shocked <laughs> and scared at the idea that a regular passerby, regular schmegular fan is going to capture footage of Ozman and Kimberly <laughs> and not realizing that there's a whole international camera crew following them around. Lord, I love these people. (laughs) Thank you for being on TV. Okay, I figured out who's going to get my appreciation ring. This is a like a background character who I think was a hero. Uh, I don't know if you caught this, but after Jasmine and Gino's proposal, a server came out with two cocktails on like, you know, ready to go for both of them. The reason why they're getting my appreciation ring is because they didn't know which way that proposal was going to go. They're like, you know what? If they if she says yes, it's a celebration. If she says no, he's going to need a drink. So I can appreciate someone who takes their job seriously and gets you a bevy. Uh, pre-planning, absolutely, totally necessary. I think if Kimberly would have encountered that kind of service at the resort that she's staying, maybe she wouldn't have needed a grand gesture to stay because I was shocked when she was like, well, I'm pissed at Usman. And I'm heading back a day early. I'm like, girl, aren't you at an all-inclusive in Tanzania? Mm-hmm. Where are you going? But yes, if someone is waiting for me, drink in hand. It is excellent service. So they do need an appreciation ring. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks all for tuning in another week. Be sure to give us some appreciations in the podcast app. You know, five stars, some words of love. Definitely lots of words of love uh, following the footsteps of Ben. If you want to write us, you know, 10 paragraphs, we would appreciate that. But all positivity, obviously, all positivity. Follow me on Instagram at Boyd and Bitchy. That's Boyd, letter N, Bitchy. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bitch. Bitch. Oh.
Bitchy. Bitchy. Sorry. <laughs> Bored and bitchy. <laughs>